0: Hi, welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. This is Chris from PleasureMechanics.com. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Sex therapist Vanessa Marin joins us to talk about female orgasm, especially female orgasm for women who have never experienced orgasm or who cannot consistently reach orgasm alone or with a partner. And as it turns out, this is a lot of women. Many women have never learned how to have an orgasm. And as Vanessa and I discuss, it is very much a learned skill orgasm as deeply personal as it feels is also a relational issue and it's also a cultural issue and we are going to talk about all of that on today's episode. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you that you can come over to PleasureMechanics.com to discover our complete podcast archive. And while you are there, be sure to sign up for our free online course, The Erotic Essentials. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com free to get started and unlock a treasure trove of free resources for you so you can start creating a sex life you want on your own. To All right. On today's episode, we will be speaking with Vanessa Marin about female orgasm. Vanessa joined us on episode 288 of Speaking of Sex to speak about male performance anxiety. And in that episode, we talked about one of her online courses, The Modern Man's Guide to Conquering Performance Pressure. A bunch of our community members signed up for her course and the feedback we got was awesome. People loved her strategic step-by-step approach. They loved the depth of information she offered and told us that her course was a really great complement to what we offer here at Pleasure Mechanics. And so, looking at her other offerings, I asked to take a look at her female orgasm course, Finishing School, and I was so blown away by what I found I knew I had to share it with you all. If you are a woman that struggles with orgasm, whether you've never had an orgasm or struggle to orgasm consistently, this course is for you. She walks you through step-by-step the emotional struggles, the physical struggles, the strategies and techniques to reach your first orgasm or to get to the place where you feel orgasmically confident where you know that your body is capable of tremendous pleasure and you know how to get there both alone and with a partner. Vanessa Marin has this beautiful offering ready to go and brings to it the depth and wisdom of her experience from a decade as a sex therapist. She's brilliant, she's wonderful, she's an ally to the pleasure mechanics, and we really want to share this course for the women in our community who it resonates with. So if you or a woman you love struggles with orgasm, definitely check out the course and at the end of this podcast we we will share a special offer for you that if you sign up for Vanessa's course, we're going to bundle it with a couple of pleasure mechanics courses for an amazing opportunity to level up the orgasmic pleasure for you or a woman you love. All right. So everyone who's interested in female orgasm will get a lot out of this episode. There's tons of great information here. And at the end, we'll tell you about the opportunity to join Vanessa's Marin's finishing school. Learn how to orgasm with all of the support of us, your pleasure mechanics of Vanessa, amazing sex therapist, and together we will get you there. We will support you every step of the way. All right. So without further ado, here is Vanessa Marin and I discussing female orgasm. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome back to speaking of sex.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be back.
0: So the last time we spoke, we focused on performance anxiety in men. And today we're going to focus on female orgasm. So here are two big questions to get us started. How do you define an orgasm? And do you believe it's something that comes naturally? Or is it a learned skill?
1: That first question is a really great one. There is actually not really a great agreed-upon definition of orgasm, and I think that can you know cause a lot of confusion. What I think of it as is a peak sexual experience where you're just in experiencing a tremendous amount of pleasure in your body, and it feels like something that's just that apex for you. It feels really ultra-pleasurable and enjoyable. And when it comes to whether or not it's something that comes naturally or a skill – I come down wholeheartedly on the side of orgasm being a skill um, and a skill that needs to be learned. So I think most women, we think of orgasm as, oh, it's something that happens in our body. It should just be this natural thing like breathing or sneezing. Um, But I firmly believe that it's not. I believe that it's something that we have to learn how to do. And I think it's really important to recognize that and to take any of the shame or stigma or embarrassment out of needing to learn how to do it.
0: I was going to ask about shame later, but since you mentioned it, let's jump right in. Why the orgasm shame? Can we talk about this? I feel like I get so many emails saying I've been faking for years and I'm too ashamed to admit it, or I feel embarrassed that I haven't learned this yet and it's a real deficit of my personality. How do we replace the kind of personal shame with a cultural conversation about how, I feel like culture is rigged against female orgasm, and we're all stuck there. Oh, God. Where do you yeah. come down on it's, this?
1: It sure does feel that way <laughs> a lot of the times. I mean, I think it's it's really interesting as well, because even as recently as maybe five or 10 years ago, we didn't really talk about female orgasm that much as a culture. And, you know, anytime it would be mentioned, it would be something like, oh, you know, female orgasm, what's that? Uh, like the, the kind of dopey husband on a TV sitcom or something like that, <laughs> and so there was a lot of shame about you know even acknowledging that female orgasm existed, and then what we what I've seen at least in my own practice is over the last five or ten years we're starting to talk about female orgasm so much more openly. Um, there are a lot of magazine articles about it. It's all over the internet it's just a, um, a much more open conversation. And so you would think that would be a really good thing, and it is. <laughs> but I've also found that it creates a different kind of shame for a lot of women. Um, now a lot of women feel really ashamed if they don't already know how to orgasm. So it's like we've done this rapid shift from, you know, shame about even acknowledging that it exists into now all of a sudden it's okay. And if you haven't had one, then there's something horribly wrong with you. So I think that, you know, recognizing that bigger cultural societal picture is really important for every woman um, and recognizing that, you know, this is not an internal experience It's an external experience that's been thrust upon all of us, you know, ways of making us feel ashamed of our bodies and our pleasure and our needs and desires. So I think that can be a big piece of it.
0: Yeah. And often so that online sex advice um, and sex educators we are often told to say things like, take your mind off the orgasm, or it's mm-hmm. all about the journey, not the destination. Um, but over the years, I've kind of realized that this can feel patronizing or dismissive. And ultimately, I think orgasm does really matter. So how do you think about the importance of orgasm and the overall experience of sexuality and honoring it without putting pressure on it?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. I mean, I think, you know, that having that... um Having that perspective about trying to relax into the experience and trying to realize that, you know, orgasm isn't the be all end all of sex, those things are really important. But yeah, of course, when you have never had an orgasm and you want to have one, hearing advice like that is so frustrating because it makes it seem like, All you need to do to have an orgasm is just to relax or to not think about it or have a glass of wine. Um, And that's just not the case. You know, like I said a few minutes ago, orgasm is a skill. And like any other skill, it has to be learned. So I think what it really comes down to is there needs to be a balance of both. Of you know reminders to be to be mindful to um, you know explore your relationship with your entire body not just with orgasm to have you know better communication with your partner that but it also has to be coupled with really practical concrete tangible you know tips strategies exercises solutions for actually learning how to orgasm and I think that's the problem that you see in a lot of articles written online or in magazines you know, they've got a 400 or an 800 word count that they can fill up. And so the vast majority of what you're going to see is just, you know, just relax and take your mind off of it. But there hasn't been a really great conversation about, yes, those things are important. And here's exactly what you need to do to learn how to have that orgasm.
0: And part of the reason we're talking is because you have done the work of putting together an amazing online course that really breaks it down step by step. So how do you think of the components of your course is called Finishing School, which is a brilliant title. Thank you. (laughs) Within Finishing School, kind of what are the skill sets that are developed? How do you take us through that journey?
1: Yeah. So I do start with um, some of the blockages, the most common blockages that come up around orgasm. It's like getting a foundational orgasmic education that Mm -hmm. we really weren't given the opportunity to get anywhere else. So you learn things about, you know, the truth about how orgasm really works and a lot of the myths that are out there and things that are confusing um, to people. You learn about some of the most common blockages that come up And then I go into a portion of the course um, where I've broken things down into the most common mental blockages that come up and the most common body blockages that come up. So you learn specifically, you know, what those are and uh, very concrete, active tips for how to move past those blockages. Then we get into the real heart of the course, which is where you learn how to masturbate. So I firmly believe that um, masturbation is the best way to learn how to orgasm. Like I said, you know, it's a skill, has to be learned masturbation is the way to learn. Mm-hmm. So I've um, taken uh, all these different you know techniques and tips that I've tried out over the years and boiled it down into a four factor system. So you learn each of the four factors separately and uh, you know do different routines around that. Um, then there's a whole section about troubleshooting your technique, um, because, you know, again, it's, it's a skill. It takes some trial and error. So going over some of the most common, uh, blockages that come up when you're starting to learn and then finally learning how to actually have your first orgasm.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you go into partnered orgasms.
1: Yeah. So I go over learning how to orgasm on your own first. That's the first big chunk of the course. And then the second chunk of the course is all about learning how to take what you learned on your own and translate that into uh, with a partner. So that part portion of the course um, is broken down into different ways of orgasming with a partner. So it talks about touch, about oral sex, um, about intercourse or penetration, and a lot of different you know tools and tips and strategies.
0: So, what are these blockages? When we think about um, an anorgasmic woman, a pre-orgasmic woman, often we can think that it's such a personal constellation of factors that would be blocking that orgasm. But you and I, who are talking to thousands of people, see patterns. What are maybe the top three blockages you see physically and emotionally? Can you name some of them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So definitely one of the main mental ones is having a hard time focusing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women will try learning how to masturbate. And they'll say, you know, I just I get really bored. I get distracted. I don't know what to think about. I feel kind of silly and foolish in the moment. I just can't get into it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's also a really common experience that Actually, most of us, regardless of whether we're struggling with our orgasm, most of us have a hard time staying, you know, mentally focused and present during intimacy with a partner. So that's a super, super common one. Um, another common blockage that comes up is having a poor relationship with your body. So I think most of us, especially, you know, as women, we are bombarded all day, every day with these ideals of what our bodies are supposed to look like. And it's this incredibly narrow window that, you know, probably a handful of women (laughs) on the face of the planet, uh, really actually fit into. And so most of us women have really complicated relationships with our bodies, But I kind of liken it to, you know, a lot of us walk around throughout our days beating up on our bodies, saying negative things about ourselves, um, you know, insulting ourselves. And then we get into the bedroom and we say, okay, body, you know, give me all all the pleasure that I want. Give me orgasms. Uh, And it just doesn't work that way. We can't have a a different relationship with our body inside the bedroom uh, than we have outside of the bedroom. So that's another very common topic that I spend a lot of time going over. And sort of related to that one is the third one. I would say is feeling uncomfortable with your genitals. So you know, just as you might feel self-conscious about your belly or your thighs, um, your genitals can bring up a lot of discomfort as well. And again, there's a huge component of socialization here. You know, we women have been taught to believe that our genitals—they smell weird, they look kind of weird, they taste funny. It's you know something to be hidden and embarrassed of and ashamed of. So developing a better relationship with your genitals as well and learning that they're totally normal and natural and beautiful and nothing to be ashamed of is a huge part of learning how to orgasm.
0: Mm -hmm. Another thing I hear a lot is worrying about taking too long. (laughs) While meanwhile, (laughs) the men we talk to want nothing more than to pleasure their partner. What conversation needs to happen to help women take all the time they need to relax into receiving? And is it possible it isn't about time at all, but about worthiness? How do yeah.
1: you think about that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I, yeah, it, it's it's such a huge thing that comes up. It's, it's really not about time. Um, I actually have done an interesting exercise with a lot of my clients where I'll ask them, how much time do you think you give yourself when you're with a partner or even on your own? But, mm. you know, this comes up more strongly with a partner. But how much time do you think you'll give yourself before you give up and say, you know, I don't think an orgasm is in the cards for me tonight? And a lot of my clients will tell me, "Mm, maybe like two minutes. (laughs) And, you know, like we're also as humans, we're notoriously bad at predicting how much time has gone by. So I'd be willing to guess that that's actually more like 30 seconds, Mm. maybe 45 seconds. Um, So, you know, that's not that long at all. Even if it was the full two minutes, two minutes is not very long at all. But um, I think it just, you know, cuts right to that worthiness issue right away. Like, am I really worthy of allowing my partner to focus on me and to try to bring me pleasure? And even am I really worthy of directing my own attention and my own, you know, love and care towards myself? So that's definitely a huge issue that comes up and a really important one to address.
0: Yeah, because it seems like even women who are orgasming and are masturbating, often there's this lock and load attitude of kind of grab a high powered vibrator, lock it down, get it out of the way Mm -hmm. as if it's functional. And the idea Mm -hmm. of taking extra time just to build pleasure, taking extra time to relax feels like, but I have my to do list and I have Mm -hmm. all these other people to take care of. So when we become more orgasmic, when we allow ourselves more pleasure, What effects are you seeing in your clients in the rest of their lives?
1: The really interesting thing about exploring your relationship with your orgasm is that it becomes about so much more than just your orgasm. And it really, especially in this topic, it really has the potential to change the way you relate to your entire life. Mm -hmm. And I know that might sound a little dramatic, but it it really is so true. And that's one of my favorite pieces of feedback that I get from the women who go through finishing school is, you know, this changed my entire relationship with my body, with my pleasure, with my partner, with my life. Um, And it's definitely a huge part of that is this idea of slowing down and that it's okay for us to take our time with sex and with ourselves and with our partners and to want to, you know, experience as much pleasure and connection and sensation as we can. I mean, yes, we're all busy. Sometimes just having a quickie is really nice. I'm not saying we all need to have, you know, three hour long (laughs) sex sessions every single day. But, you know, I think most of us, if, if you're really honest with yourself and you ask yourself, okay, how much time in my life do I actually create for pleasure? You know, how much do I prioritize pleasure in my life? For most of us, that answer is going to be really sad. You know, probably shockingly small. So this idea of really allowing yourself to take up more time, more space, um, take in more—it can be so transformative. It's really, really exciting.
0: Indeed, it doesn't sound extreme at all. So I think those of us who have witnessed this, and then to allow that space for people to imagine what might change in their life, and sometimes relationships end, sometimes jobs change, it really does trickle out um Mm -hmm. I've seen people have like major creative breakthroughs and write that book they've always wanted to write oh yeah (laughs) and it's hard to talk about I think sometimes because we don't understand you know scientifically how sexual energy fuels the rest of our creativity Mm -hmm. and happiness but there's the connection and we're gathering the evidence (laughs) body (laughs) by body So stepping into orgasm is kind of a climactic peak of this journey. But just like climbing Mount Everest isn't about those last few steps, I imagine that there's skills learned along the way that start impacting your relationship to your body, to your relationship, to yourself, to your kids, What are some of those skills? Is it really about communication? Is it about staying present? How do you think about the kind of fringe benefits of going on this journey?
1: There are, yeah, there are so many of them, and it really can be very individual um, based on you know the particular woman and what her story is. Mm. But there are you know some of the really common ones that tend to come up over and over again are just learning how to slow down and get more pleasure and enjoyment out of life in general. Um, one really interesting thing that I think happens around orgasm is some women, there's almost this belief that an orgasm just kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and so I find myself repeating a lot, like, pleasure is the pathway to orgasm you're not going to have this orgasm out of nowhere. You know, it shocks you and takes you by surprise. (laughs) You're going to be having it after you're feeling a lot of pleasure. And so I think that general idea of of cultivating more pleasure, more buildup, that's something that definitely flows out to a lot of other areas of people's lives as well. So that, um, you know, it is that cheesy saying, like it's, you know, the journey, not the destination, but it's very true in a lot of of contexts. So that's a common one. Um, Learning how to stay more present and focused in the moment is definitely a really common one as well. Um, increasing your body confidence and your connection to your body is another popular one. So yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of things along those lines.
0: Do you think it's important that women learn to masturbate with their hands or are sex toys a part of this? What's the balance there?
1: What I usually do is I encourage women to think about what they would want out of their partnered sex life when they're considering what path to go down on their own. So if you've discovered that you love sex toys and they bring you a lot of pleasure and enjoyment and you want to learn how to use sex toys with your partner and feel you know, comfortable about that and excited about that, then that's awesome. Um, Sex toys are great. They do things that our hands and our mouths cannot do. So I think that's, you know, they can be a fantastic option for a lot of women. If you want to be able to experience a variety of orgasms, um, then my experience has been that learning how to masturbate with your hands is the most transferable uh, method of learning how to orgasm. So if you uh, masturbate with your hands, it makes it easier for you to teach your partner how to get you there with their hands or with their mouth um, and, you know, finding little tricks and techniques for getting there during intercourse as well. So it just really boils down to that option. You know, what feels like the better path for you? What brings you more pleasure and enjoyment?
0: Mm -hmm. And I also love encouraging women, even if they're using sex toys, in addition to get comfortable touching themselves. Um, Sometimes I think sex toys act as this intermediary if we're not comfortable touching our own bodies. Um, So even that self connection, even touching your whole body and self massage can be a way of reconnecting and self love. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, again, sex toys can be awesome, but it you definitely should have a, a connection with your own body as well. Mm-hmm. So if if the, if, you know, sex toy feels like a way for you to avoid touching your own body, or it just feels like something that's easy and quick and fast, um, then I think that's a little bit different. I think it's important to, to learn how to cultivate that relationship with your own body first.
0: Mm hmm. So when women tell me they have trouble reaching orgasm with a partner, the first thing I clarify is, does that mean orgasm during vaginal intercourse with no warm-up, with no clitoral stimulation, or does that mean you can't reach orgasm in the presence of a partner? How do you work with the idea of partnered orgasms and the skill of the partner, the activities versus the kind of emotional charge of a witness?
1: Yeah, there can be so much stuff that comes up around orgasming with a partner. So it's definitely very interesting and helpful to start piecing apart, you know, where are the specific challenges that you're having? Um, so I, one of the really common things that I find is that a lot of women feel embarrassed about the way that they masturbate or the way that they bring themselves pleasure. And so mm. there's this aspect of not wanting to let a partner in on that. Um, and so they don't want to you know, show their partner or teach their partner. Um, a lot of times that really comes down to just being able to normalize masturbation and that you know, the ways that we bring ourselves pleasure, they're all beautiful and wonderful and special and sexy and hot. Um, So trying to develop more of that comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a big piece around uh, not wanting to give a partner feedback. I think so many of us think that giving a partner a feedback means you're telling your partner that they're not doing a good enough job or even that they're bad. You know, you're bad in bed. So a lot of uh, women hesitate to give that kind of feedback. And of course, you know, feedback is absolutely crucial and essential to not just having an orgasm with your partner, but having a good sexual experience with your partner. Um, So that's a huge one as well. And then there's also another big piece about the, um, you know, misinformation about how orgasm works with a partner and all of these myths about how female orgasm is supposed to work, particularly around intercourse. Um, where most women feel like they need to be able to inter- uh, to have an orgasm during intercourse and that something's wrong with them if they don't.
0: What do you think about orgasm during intercourse? Because studies show that very few women, some say around 30%, are capable, um, and yet we strive for it as if it's this holy grail. Um And I know yet, you know, as a queer person, I don't want to diminish the importance of it for some women. Um, Do you think it's something worth striving for? Or should we kind of take it off the table altogether and focus on other activities for female orgasm? How do we strike that balance? Yeah, so I definitely
1: whenever I start talking about this topic, I climb right up onto my soapbox and I start going off. So I'll just offer that uh, that warning right here, but I I believe that there's um, the you know the reason that we emphasize orgasm during intercourse. I believe that it's BS, frankly, um, and I believe that it really boils down to because that's how straight men have orgasms. That that needs to be how women have orgasms as well, and I think it creates a lot of disrespect um, and just a even an unwillingness to see that women's bodies are different and we need different things to get to orgasm. That doesn't mean we're more complicated. It doesn't mean we're difficult or that our orgasms are mysterious. It just means that we need different things. And just because male bodies work in a certain way doesn't mean that all female bodies need to work in that exact same way. So in finishing school, I share a lot of information about this, but even talking about some of the science behind um, what are analogous structures in our genitals, So most people don't know that when we are fetuses in the womb, we start off as basically being one sex and we don't differentiate into being male bodied or female bodied until we're about 11 weeks. And so the tissues that create genitals, they originally start off as being the exact same tissues. And so there will be certain parts that go and, you know, make a labia and a clitoris and a vagina on a female-bodied person and a penis and testicles and, you know, scrotum on a male-bodied person. Um, And so the clitoris and the penis are biological equivalents. They're made out of those same tissues. It's kind of like the same ball of clay gets molded into two different shapes. Um, And yet, I think we have a lot of of disrespect for the clitoris you know we think of it as this again this mysterious or complicated thing and um that you know needing clitoral stimulation is somehow a sign that something wrong with the woman that she's you know not advanced enough or doesn't know her body enough um and you know we expect that this stimulation of the vagina is what's going to be what leads to you know orgasm for a woman so I actually looked it up and I wanted to know what is the biological equivalent of the vagina, you know, for a woman on a man. And it is the prostaic utricle. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, (laughs) but, you know, you don't see any men's magazines articles saying, you know, here's how to have an orgasm from your prostatic utricle. (laughs) Um, So it's just, you know, again, it really just boils down to this belief that we have that if something works for the man, then that's the way we women are supposed to work as well. And it's just not true. So I think that, you know, I know I'm going off on a long tangent here, but what it ultimately boils down to for me is... There are ways that you can learn how to orgasm during intercourse. But it's really important to be clear that it's not from intercourse.
0: Thank you. I love that distinction.
1: (laughs) That'll be my my quick summary of it. You can listen to the five-minute rant or you can listen to the the one-sentence summary.
0: Oh, that's so important, because it's such a different thing to be penetrated cold and then that thrusting versus after warm up and while you're having your clitoris stimulated or dropping your own hand down. And there's so many ways to get creative with it, but we have to get off script.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And intercourse is great. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. It can feel pleasurable. It can be very connecting and intimate. So, you know, I don't mean to bag on intercourse, but definitely just getting into a different mindset about it that intercourse is not the activity that creates the most stimulation for the most important part of a woman's body, but there are very easy ways to create that stimulation at the same time. Mm -hmm. So just getting that distinction in your mind really opens up so much spaciousness to approach it in a different way and give your body what it actually needs.
0: Mm -hmm. And some educators make these long lists of cervical orgasms and G spot orgasms and clitoral orgasms and combined orgasms. Do you think those lists are useful? Or is it more useful to think about orgasm as kind of a generalized experience that has many approaches?
1: I think that those lists generally tend to be really unhelpful and harmful Mm. because I think they create this belief that we're supposed to orgasm in all these different ways. And I think that even though a lot of times different educators or writers aren't intending to, I I think a lot of women read them as having a certain hierarchy to them. So it feels like clitoral orgasms are, yeah, okay, those are, you know, sure, if you want to have those kinds, but the really advanced or spiritual or, unlocked woman it has cervical orgasms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I just don't think that that's the case. I think that all orgasms really boil down to the clitoris. That's the most sensitive part of our body. It's the only part of the male or female body that is designed just for pleasure. It has no other purpose. Um, so, uh, I, you know, these lists, I think, They just create that hierarchy, create some false beliefs. So I think the idea of exploring all of your genitals and all of your entire body is amazing. And you should definitely do that. And you should definitely try to experience peak pleasure in every part of your body. But just understand that the way that the female body works, you are so, 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 so much more likely to have an orgasm from your clitoris than you are from other parts of your body. Mm -hmm. So it might be the same way that, you know, maybe you want to explore your elbow and see how much pleasure you can bring to your elbow. That's awesome, and that could be a really fun exploration. But keep in mind that the likelihood of having an orgasm from your elbow is pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) So just having that different state of mind, I think, can be more helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. So you have run this online course about women's orgasm for a few years now. A few thousand women have gone through your program. What have you learned from the women you have helped and what surprised you?
1: Oh, my gosh, I've learned so much. It's been a really interesting experience. When I first built the course, it had been after, you know, years of working with female orgasm. And I kind of thought that I had a good grasp on all the different, uh, you know, ideas and topics that went into it. But uh, I'm really big on trying to learn as much as I can from the women who go through it. And it's definitely been a really eye opening experience. Um, I think one of the, one of the things, probably the most surprising thing that I've learned is that I think for most women, orgasm really boils down to learning the nitty gritty details of exactly how to masturbate. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of us uh, women, especially in the last five or 10 years, as we've made this kind of transition in the way we talk about female orgasm, A lot of women feel like they're blocked in some way, Um, you know, some sort of mental or emotional blockage, um, and it feels like, you know, there's there are all these things that are in the way, and I think that can create a lot of fear and anxiety and worry about, you know, oh, I'm just too blocked. I can't allow this to happen. I won't let myself be vulnerable. I won't let down my guard, and in reality my experience, you know, tracking women who have gone through finishing school is that working on the blockage stuff, it's important, it's good to address, but it really boils down to learning how to masturbate. It's much more of a technical problem than it is a mental or emotional one. So I think that's really surprising. It's been surprising for me. And I think it's really surprising for the women who are considering joining as well, because there's just such belief that, you know, it's all these mental and emotional blockages.
0: So can you tell us a little bit more about finishing school, who it's for and how to tell if it's right for you?
1: Yes, finishing school is for women who have never had an orgasm or never been able to reliably orgasm. So I actually have two versions of the course. The one that I was just talking about is called Learn How to Orgasm. So that's the version that's for women who have never had an orgasm or never been able to orgasm consistently. I also have a second version of it called Orgasm with a Partner, and that version is for women who can orgasm on their own but have never been able to fully get there with a partner. And it's right for you if you have any sort of curiosities about wanting to learn how to orgasm or even wanting to learn how to experience more pleasure, more connection, intimacy and enjoyment out of your sex life.
0: So Finishing School is an online course. It's evergreens available anytime. But right now you are launching a live version. What is special about this opportunity that is right now at the end of September 2018 that's available now?
1: Yeah, I'm doing a version of Finishing School, Learn How to Orgasm, which is called Finishing School Live. So this is a special version of the course where we're going to all go through it at the same time together and we're going to do group coaching calls. Wow. So like you said, the course is normally evergreen. You can take it whenever you want throughout the year. But I do these really extensive surveys of the women who have gone through the course so I can you know learn more and keep improving it. And one of the things that I learned is that women wanted to Feel more of a sense of connection to me and the other women of the you know in the course, and to feel a little bit more accountability and motivation. So they still wanted that privacy of an online course, but just to feel a bit more connection overall. So I decided to try out this live version of the course where we all start at the same time. We go through you know weekly material and exercises and stuff all at the same time, and then throughout. Uh, throughout the course, we do these live group coaching calls, which again are private and anonymous, but there are opportunities for you to ask questions, get personal support or motivation, just feel that connection to this greater community that you're a part of. So I'm really excited about trying this version out. It'll be the first time that I'm doing it. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, since it's the first time and I'm still kind of testing out how this is all going to work. I decided to offer it for the same price that uh, finishing school normally is. So you're getting these uh, great group coaching calls, a lot more accountability and support and personal um, you know, resources and suggestions, but it's for the exact same price. So mm-hmm. that is going to start on October 1st. So September 30th is the last day to sign up for it.
0: All right, listeners, get on it. There are links in the show notes. If you are a woman in your life has never had an orgasm or struggles to orgasm, now is the time. Vanessa Marin, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so I hope that all of us got a lot out of that episode and learned more about female orgasm and why so many women struggle with it. If you struggle with orgasm. If you have never had an orgasm, there is no shame in that game. It is simply time to give yourself the gift of focusing on it, of learning how to orgasm with the support of us, your pleasure mechanics of this amazing sex therapist, Vanessa Marin, let us be on your team. So if you think this opportunity is right for you, check out the show notes page. There are links there to explore Vanessa Marin's offerings. And when you sign up for her course, and if you do so before September 30th, at the end of this week, you get the opportunity to join the live version and get all of this bonus coaching. And if you sign up for a Vanessa Marin's course, shoot us an email with a copy of your receipt, and we will give you access to the Pleasure Mechanics Couples Massage Mastery Course. Because in my experience, if you need to learn how to relax and receive pleasure, if you need to learn how to focus on your body and stay present while receiving pleasure, massage is one of the best ways to do that. It helps you learn how to relax. It helps you learn how to receive. It helps you learn how to focus on pleasure without all of the pressure and charge of a sexual situation. So we would love to offer you the couples massage course, bundle it together with Vanessa Marin's finishing school, and you will be so well supported in exploring how to gain orgasmic confidence. And men, if you are listening to this, you are not left out. Vanessa also has an amazing course for men. We discussed it in episode 288. She really has an amazing system to conquer performance pressure and get more in touch with your pleasure and your orgasmic capability. If you are interested in leveling up your pleasure, check out the links. I'll include her um, course for men as well in the show notes page. And we will also throw in couples massage for you because men need to learn how to receive as well. All right. So we are offering this beautiful bundle of pleasure mechanics and Vanessa Marin courses together for whoever wants to level up their sex life. Check out the links in the show notes page. Let me know if you have any questions. We stand behind Vanessa Marin's courses 100%. We would not be sharing them and using our podcast to talk about them if we didn't think this was a beautiful opportunity for you to opt in to really quality, fabulous sex education online. That's what we're all about. And when other people do it well, we want to shout it from the rooftops. All right. So get in on this, join us, talk to me about it if you have any concerns and let us help you. Let us help you level up your orgasmic confidence. No matter who you are, what body you're in, there is so much pleasure available to you. And it is a learned skill. We all can develop the skill to develop more orgasmic capacity. Yeah? All right. I'm going to go do my homework now. Signing off. This is Chris from PleasureMechanics.com wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers.